You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. In today's show, I've got some feel-good news from Andre Howe, and it's our weekly visit with our NFL expert, fantasy guru Andy Rio. Andy shares thoughts on the Texans, previews this week's best matchups, and gives you some important fantasy football advice. Welcome aboard, everybody. Robert Land from the Houston Sports Talk Podcast here with you. My co-host Brian Patterson's off for this one. Thanks for diving into your best daily source of Texans news, views, and interviews on Wednesday. The Texans announced that Andre Hal, who's been fighting the fight against cancer, has been activated from the non-football illness list. He's not ready to play, but this means Dre can practice now. Congratulations to Andre Hal on fighting this fight, getting back into at least the practice field over at NRG's facility. And how about some more positive Texans news? According to our partners at Pro Football Focus, the Texans have moved up to the fourth best special teams unit in the NFL. Quite an improvement for a special teams unit that spent most of the last few years near the bottom of the league. You guys know this, but yeah, good news right there too. Uh, Let me bring in Andy Rio for Fantasy Takes and NFL Insight. Of course, he brings two decades of experience writing for fantasy publications and websites. You'll also find his weekly article on our website, LockedOnTexans.com. Great to have you with us, Andy. And are you seeing signs of a division champion from the Texans, or is this all smoke and mirrors the last three weeks? Well, I think every team in the AFC South, for the most part, has dabbled in smoke and mirrors, with maybe the exception of Indianapolis. They just... uh, have a little bit of a talent gap between the other teams, uh, but they, you know, they've still obviously at least it's been a good year for them just by the fact that Andrew Luck has come back and is playing generally pretty well. I mean, Jacksonville and Tennessee sure look like world beaters earlier this year, and now they're getting the world beaten out of them essentially. So anybody could win that division at this point. I mean, the Colts certainly don't have a great chance at it, but. The way the Texans have been playing, if they can just stay relatively hot, sure, they can take it. Outside of DeAndre Hopkins is the real Texans fantasy hero this year, Kaimi Fairbairn? <laughs> well, he certainly uh, delivered some solid games for fantasy owners, no, no doubt about it. Uh, hard to really call a kicker a hero uh, when you, you still have had some good games from Will Fuller and certainly Watson, but... Of late, uh, on offense, at least based on the Buffalo game, the only person, though, that was clicking to some degree was Hopkins. Right, and I guess I, I'm talking about Kenny Fairburn being the hero because, you know, the red zone issues, the Texans just seem to be stalling out, having to kick field goals, and Fairbairn gets to come in there and get the chippies every week. And, of course, this year in the NFL with the field goal issues from a lot of kickers, I mean, if, if you're kicking them and you're getting most of them in, Boy, that's that's a big deal. Uh, in yesterday's show, Andy, our friends Zach and Chris with Locked On Jaguars podcast raved about TJ Yeldon. What have you seen from him this year? Well, with Leonard Fournette out, Yeldon has uh, had the opportunity to be Jacksonville's workhorse. And he's always been a solid, dependable player. He certainly doesn't have the explosiveness of Fournette. Uh, But he's a very steady player overall, and certainly for fantasy teams, as long as Fournette remains out, uh, Yeldon uh, is certainly worth starting on a weekly basis. Uh, He did not practice. We're recording this on Wednesday. He did not practice today, so 
keep an eye on the situation. But as of now, you can feel free to start him uh, as you would normally would. How are you looking at this game on Sunday? Can the Texans win it, take a full game lead on the Jags in the division? What are you expecting? I expect it's going to be a low-scoring game, and I think the Texans can win, but it's going to be a tough task in Jacksonville. The Jaguars are certainly angry after bad road losses in the past two weeks to Kansas City and Dallas. Their defense is going to come out fired up, knowing that Deshaun Watson has been beaten up uh, this year, essentially. So... I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I don't think it's going to be a game where we're going to see a lot of fantasy stars in it. You have to start Hopkins on the Texan side of it. Um, Watson, I mean, a lot of people may not have a better option than Watson, but if you do, you have to give some thought to using them. And Fuller and Kuti and Lamar Miller and Alfred Blue are all kind of dicey at this point. I mean, it's basically Fairbairn Hopkins and the – Texans defense that represent the strongest plays from the Houston side. Yeldon is the strongest play from the Jacksonville side. And then I, you know, I still think the defense certainly is capable of uh, generating some numbers. Um, we all know how erratic Blake Bortles can be. That hurts his receivers, D.D. Westbrook, Keelan Cole, and Dante Moncrief. It's a bad week for buys with guys like Antonio Brown and Devontae Adams and Juju Smith-Schuster off. So certainly one of those guys may be a factor for you. You could start him in a pinch, but uh, I certainly wouldn't just want to automatically run him out there as starters. Man, a lot of the Texans fans, they would love if the Texans dealt for either Patrick Peterson or or Le'Veon Bell. Those guys could get traded. I mean, Le'Veon Bell, you would assume, would get traded. I mean, is 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 either one of those guys, I should say, a guy that you would be interested in if you were the Texans? I mean, would you deal for him or it just depends on what you have to give up, I guess? Well, I think it depends on what you have to give up. I think certainly both could make a big impact for the Texans, no doubt about it. But, you know, is the compensation too high? And, you know, do those guys necessarily want to be part of the Texans too? You have to factor that in as well. I mean, Peterson, I would think, would be, but who knows with Bell. I mean, he's certainly... A little bit eccentric, to say the least. Yeah, Peterson's contract, I mean, if you're the Texans, he'd be somebody that you might want to pay more for because who knows what's going to happen with Le'Veon Bell after the season. But Peterson, he's signed and inked until the end of 2020, so two years beyond this year. You know, he's just a perennial pro bowler. Uh, He's been all pro before. I mean, that's the kind of guy that you would love to get in a deal if if he goes on the market, which who knows if he will. Um, Andy, just a bit. I I know I want to get to some of your better matchups around the league this Sunday, but just want to remind everybody that if you're enjoying the show, tell your please tell your friends. Say, hey, look, this is a good good stuff. Good way to keep up with the Texans and support our show by sharing the links to our show with your social media followers and take a few seconds also to rate us on iTunes. If you're enjoying it, you want to keep hearing us. This is a way to keep us around because we need to get more listeners. We need to get a bigger following and you guys can help us do it. Uh, We love the audience that you guys give us every single day, every single week. So uh, thank you for all the support there. You can also email locked on Texans for questions or comments at locked on Texans at mail. Dot com And don't forget about our partners over at swap.com. You know, isn't it crazy how much we pay for brand name clothes that are brand new? Why, why do we buy new kids clothes if they just outgrow them in a few months? You, you guys, I'm sure, have been through this. And it'd be great 
wouldn't it? If there was a place to discover awesome discounts on gently used clothes, there happens to be one. It's Swap.com, the world's largest online consignment and thrift store. Stop driving from store to store, sifting through racks. Easily sift through millions of clothes in seconds on Swap.com with easy-to-use filters to find just what you need. Over 14 million tons of textiles are wasted each year, but shopping secondhand at Swap.com helps prevent textile waste from polluting the environment, which is something I know all of us can feel good about. Swap.com is the world's largest online consignment and thrift store, and you can save up to 90% off retail price on your favorite brands like Lulamon, Carter's, uh, Nike, J. Crew, and Gap. Quality hand-inspected items are added every single day at Swap.com. And if something doesn't fit, enjoy hassle-free returns within 30 days. We have a special offer for our listeners, too. Get 35% off select items for your first order with the promo code LOCKEDON. Plus, find cool new deals every day on Swap.com's homepage. Again, that promo code LOCKEDON. Go to Swap.com, the world's largest online consignment and thrift store. Andy, every week you give us five your five best upcoming NFL games. Number one this week is the Saints at the Surprising Ravens. And while everybody's been distracted by Pat Mahomes and Jared Goff, the old man, Drew Brees, Andy, with 11 touchdowns, no interceptions, 78% completion percentage. Oh, my goodness. He looks like the MVP right now, doesn't he? He's a very strong candidate, no doubt, no doubt about it. This is going to be an interesting test for him against a very good Baltimore defense that just sacked Marcus Mariota 11 times and shut out the Titans in Nashville. What do you think about that game? I mean, what are you looking at uh, just fantasy-wise? Or uh, who do you think uh, who do you think is going to win this one? you think the Saints can take care of business? It's going to be a toss-up. I mean, uh it depends on how many points the Saints can manage to put up. And, you know, I say that kind of like that's an obvious type statement. But if New Orleans can get to 24 points, it may be enough. Baltimore does not have the offense that they have and probably does not want to get into a shootout. I still think that on the Baltimore side that Michael Crabtree and John Brown could have fairly good days. Uh, Willie Sneed may be motivated to take on his uh, former team. He was kind of phased out. In New Orleans last year, he seems to plateau around 50 to 60 yards a week, but maybe he's worth a a shot in this one. Uh, just if you're going off, some people do go off that revenge factor. Uh, Joe Flacco, uh, not a must start, uh, but you could go to him if you were looking for a streamer at the quarterback position. Uh, Alex Collins, a running back, had two touchdowns against the Titans. Uh, that matchup worked very well for him in terms of game flow um he's kind of moved ahead of uh, buck allen for the touchdown lead for the ravens but it's certainly possible that allen gets a bit more playing time this week because the game should certainly be more competitive uh i think one of the other stories for new orleans outside of breeze is how much we will see alvin kamara this week uh he was had had just 39 yards in the uh victory over washington when new orleans Played back in week five. They were on by last week, of course. Uh, certainly think Kamara will continue to be uh, one of the better running backs at the fantasy position, but maybe his ceiling is capped a little bit. Uh, Ingram definitely in play as a starter, even though it's a tough matchup. Uh, very hard to bench Breeze, but uh, this is not going to be one of his easier games. I, I think you'd have to have a, a, a somebody that would be pretty high up there 
as an alternative. Um, but I guess you could consider it. Uh, maybe an opportunity this week, Michael Thomas starts about back. He's a little bit cool in his past couple of games, but uh, overall, definitely still a must start. Another one of your games uh, we got uh, coming up is uh, Chiefs and Bengals. The Chiefs and the Patriots lived up to the hype last week uh, with the Bengals. Uh, they dropped a, a tough one to the Ravens. Uh, so both the Chiefs and Ravens coming off L's. Who bounces back here? I think Kansas City will take that game at home. I, I think the uh, mindset of the two teams, despite losing, is vastly different. I mean, the Chiefs uh, went up to New England and you know pretty much hung fairly equally with the Patriots overall. They did not get the win, but I think they earned a lot of respect and can go home thinking that you know, if they see the Patriots again down the road, that they've got a decent shot at beating them, whereas Cincinnati lost in just absolutely gut-wrenching fashion to Pittsburgh. And that's the kind of loss that can really have a psyche on a team. But I, I think Cincinnati will still be able to put up plenty of points against the Chiefs. I think it'll be a fairly entertaining game. I mean, anytime you have Mahomes playing, it's entertaining. But since Kansas City's defense basically can't stop anybody, uh, that definitely – you know, enhances their possibilities of always being involved in a shootout. Uh, the usual guys, you know, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Mahomes, of course, and Kareem Hunt uh, absolutely have to be started from the Kansas City side. The one question mark of late is Sammy Watkins. He had an off day in New England with just 18 yards. Uh, he has just one touchdown and one game over 100 yards so far. And the only reason he's really stayed in lineups is because he's part of that offense. At some point, that statue of limitations is going to run out. As far as Cincinnati goes, uh, A.J. Green, Tyler Boyd, both good starts. So is Joe Mixon. So is Andy Dalton. Uh, Dalton is not an every-week starter, but I would have uh, plenty of confidence in giving him a go this week. The Cincinnati player uh, we really want to tell you about, because he's pretty unheralded to a lot of folks, is tight end C.J. Usama. Tyler Eifert and Tyler Croft are both injured, and that makes Cincinnati's number one tight end. He had six receptions for 54 yards in the loss to the Steelers. And with the Bengals really not having a notable third wide receiver at this point, John Ross hasn't put it all, put it all together yet. Uh, Uzama is definitely somebody that uh, can be used at the tight end spot, and of course that has been a very – Tricky spot in fantasy this year. Next up, Carolina and Philly, Cam versus Carson. What do we know about this one? What are you expecting from a fantasy perspective? Well, I think most of the main names for both teams uh, are going to be pretty good starts this week. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey and Carson Wentz have been clicking very well of late. Uh, Jeffrey caught two touchdown passes in the route over the Giants. Uh, Zach Ertz, of course, uh, definitely one of the safer plays at tight end. Uh, I think this may be another week uh, in the backfield where we see a little bit more out of Corey Clement than Wendell Smallwood. I think Clement just seems to be the better player. Smallwood got a little bit more work against the Giants, but Clement was more productive. I think the question mark for the Eagles, uh, Nelson Aguilar, he has not been terribly consistent this year, still capable of a big outing at any time. But he's one of those guys that I'd rather just start on bye weeks than start permanently. Uh, Devin Funches has come back to life a little bit uh, for Carolina. He has two scores in his last three games. Christian McCaffrey remains uh, very steady, uh, has one of the safer floors in fantasy. It'd be nicer to see more touchdowns from him. But uh, 
you know, he's a very safe play, of course. Uh, Greg Olson was back last week, and uh, he's another welcome presence at the very embattled tight end position. So I think this is, generally speaking, going to be a game where most of the starters will fare well, as they usually do. Uh, some of the fringe players uh, on the other team on these teams will probably be a little bit questionable. The Patriots are at the Bears, and I think I read that Brock Osweiler threw for 380 yards and three touchdowns against the Bears. Uh, I feel like maybe Dick Butkus and Mike Singletary and uh, all the guys that are all these great Bears players of the past. Uh, as Charles Barkley might say, they rolled over in their grave after that one, I would think. Right, Andy? <laughs> uh, it is definitely uh, one of the more uh, shocking things I've seen this season, for sure. I never would have imagined that the Bears would have been picked apart by Brock Osweiler. I was absolutely shocked at that. I mean, they, at times he they made him look like Dan Marino. Can't imagine Mitch Trubisky outdueling Tom Brady, can you? No, but I think that's their best shot this week, potentially. He's thrown nine touchdown passes in his last two games, and uh, New England has gotten some interceptions. Uh, they picked off Mahomes a couple of times and picked off Andrew Luck a couple of times uh, the week before that, but uh, Luck still threw three touchdowns, Mahomes threw four. So even if Trubisky does commit some turnovers, he can – he could put up some numbers in this one. Uh, Taylor Gabriel's really been the hot player of late for the Bears uh, offensively, and he's moved into uh, YR3 consideration. Uh, Allen Robinson and Trey Burton also uh, credible starters. Uh, the question mark really comes with Jordan Howard. He's been taking a backseat uh, to Tariq Cohen lately, and this just seems like the kind of game where Cohen – may fare better. Uh, hard to bench Howard because he gets his opportunities, and he certainly would be the goal line back in most cases. But uh, Cohen is definitely uh, you know, almost to the point where he's uh, going to be rated ahead of Howard if things continue the way they are. Well, that's four of your five best games this week. For those who want more on those games or want Andy's thoughts on the fifth one, go to LockedOnTexans.com. Our website for his complete piece. And in just a bit, Andy's got the fantasy advice. I know you're going to want. We talk about what moves you should make to improve your team. But first, just a reminder, is your company looking for a new way to reach customers? Your company could be mentioned right now, right? Right now, actually. Podcast listeners are 60% more likely to interact with sponsors. They are on their podcast. Our demographic is 98% male and more educated and earning more than traditional media audiences. If you'd like to be a sponsor, just email us at LockedOnTexans at Mail.com. That's LockedOnTexans at Mail.com. Andy, if I need help on my fantasy team this week, who do I hire? Who should I grab if they're available on the waiver wire? Well, there's actually a decent amount of running backs out there who could potentially pitch in. Um, I'm going to start with uh, Edo Smith of the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, it was announced on Tuesday that Devontae Freeman, their excellent running back, is out for at least eight games on injured reserve. And Freeman has missed time already this season, and Smith was sharing time with Tevin Coleman. So with a now for sure role for Smith, he's definitely somebody uh, you can count on at least as a flex. And same with Coleman. Coleman's actually been a little bit of a disappointment, but uh, he keeps getting the job done. He finds somehow manages to get a touchdown or yardage at least enough to get by. 
so Smith is definitely somebody I would look at. Atlanta is off next week, but they'll be clear after that. Uh, Marlon Mack was back for the Indianapolis Colts this week, and uh, he uh, came back as the lead running back. They have a couple of matchups against Buffalo and Oakland ahead, not exactly dawning matchups. A situation to watch in Oakland, uh, they are monitoring a groin injury for the man known as Beast Mode, Marshawn Lynch. Uh, that could potentially put Doug Martin and Jalen Richard in play. Oakland is off this week, but that's something to monitor as we head into week eight, and especially week nine when we're going to have uh, six teams on by. A uh, curious situation uh, in Tampa Bay. A lot of people thought uh, Ronald Jones might emerge as the Bucks lead back after their bye, but no, Peyton Barber came back to life with a big game. So as long as Barber keeps getting the workload he did against Atlanta, he's going to be usable. If only the Texans could pick running backs off the fantasy wire as easily as the rest of us, because uh, they could use some running backs. Oh, my God, these running backs are just – it, they're not getting it done. Uh, let me ask you, who do we fire this week? Who would you just throw off that fantasy team? Well, right now, I mean, I just mentioned one of them. I mean, Ronald Jones, if he's not getting the playing time in Tampa Bay, he's not worth hanging on to. Uh, Dirk Cutter is now at the point where he's pretty much fighting for his job. I mean, they fired defensive coordinator Mike Smith. And, you know, at this point, it's just very hard to see him rolling with Jones when he's got to win games and Barber probably gives him a better chance of winning games right now, just with his steadiness, even if Jones may have more upside. Uh, one of the more interesting situations in fantasy football uh, took place on Monday night. Uh, it was expected before Monday that Matt Breda, the very good young San Francisco running back was not going to play at Lambeau field against the Packers. And many people were figuring that Alfred Morris was then going to take over San Francisco's lead running back. In fact, even when word came down that Breda was going to play, uh, a lot of folks figured that Morris is still going to get some volume. He's still going to get some work. I mean, he's the back at full strength. And then Morris ended up figuring in on one play that was called back for a penalty as Kyle Shanahan, the head coach of the 49ers, channeled his father, Mike, the former Super Bowl winning coach of the Broncos, who uh, always used to make uh, interesting decisions in his backfield. It was Raheem Mostart who ended up uh, getting the second most amount of work in the San Francisco backfield. He had 12 carries and rushed for 87 yards. Uh, the jury is still somewhat out on Mostert. I'd like to see a little bit more from him before I would start counting on him. But you can definitely part ways with Morris at this point. Great stuff as always, Andy. Thanks for doing it again this week. We'll catch up with you with you again next week. All right, you're welcome. Sounds good. Uh, as we say, as as always, uh, Andy's stuff on LockedOnTexans.com as well as Calvin Crawford and Brandon Gippel also contributing for us. And we're adding people uh, by the day. A couple more guys will be in on that. So look for all of their work. Again, LockedOnTexans.com. Brian's work, you know, is on HouseOfHouston.com. And, of course, I'm keeping up with the Astros and their playoff run on Houston Sports Talk, the podcast. You can find that all the same places you find us pretty much. And uh, that's all we got for this one. And that's all we got probably for the next couple of days until we do the postgame show on Sunday. Look for that. Don't forget, if you missed it, we had on Seth Payne a couple of days ago. That was a fun interview. Fantastic stuff from Seth Payne. 
Uh, really love the stuff that he does over on Sports Radio 610. So go check that out if you haven't. As always, though, thanks for making us a part of your week. We'll talk to you again on Sunday. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Oh, <laughs> my